You're listening to the best possible taste on West Limerick 102 FM. My next guest this evening is based in County Meath. Maria Finnegan is the founder of the award-winning Rollit Pastry Company and I caught up with her earlier today to find out more. Bon appétit. Yummy. Grubs up. Delicious. Mmm. Maria, great to, to see you online today. I came across your company a few years ago and it's a great product. But before we tell people about your business, which is Roll It, let's find out a bit more about Maria first. You're from the north originally. Yeah, I'm from I'm from Oma. Um, I'm a Tyrone woman originally. Um, but I would have left um I left Oma when I went to college. So I left when I was 18. So I went from there to uh, Dublin College and then went to uh, London, did some college there as well and worked there for nine years before I came back to Dublin again. Um, so yeah, it's a while since I was in the north, but I haven't really lost my accent and I'm very, um, I still have family there, so I go up and down. Um, but yeah, originally from the north, now living, um, now based just outside Kells in County Meath um, in Cross the Keel, which is just between uh, Kells and Old Castle. We like to hold on to the Northern Irish accents, Maria. We do, we do, we definitely do. I think most people I know still, and people I grew up with all still have them. My brother's been in London for, oh my God, he's went to college in England, he never really came home. Um, He's nearly 60, so yeah, he's the guts of 40 years over there and you think he still lived in Oma, so that's just uh, just the way it is. <laughs> and you yourself now, you kind of wanted to get into the, the food industry, you wanted to study in that sector after school but that wasn't meant to be and you went off and worked in a number of other different sectors before really hearing the call of Maria to come and work in the food sector. Absolutely yeah it was one of those kind of things I always when I was at school and that I always kind of felt like like home economics is my favorite subject and I love to cook and I love to bake and I loved all that kind of thing but it was just I suppose I was um funny I was listening I listened to your podcast with Paula McIntyre last night and I thought it was just the same with her she was saying exactly the same when you go to a grammar school and you get good A levels and you're kind of well mine were, were okay they weren't brilliant but they were okay got me into college but you sort of felt like you had to go and do something almost academic and like that cooking or catering and even in my own mind I thought no it's not really I should do something else maybe just put that on the back burner but um I did try to get into Colbrough Street, didn't get in, but I got in to do marketing in uh, DIT in Dublin. So I started off that and did two years, but really kind of struggled with third level, didn't really suit me. So I went, I just took some time off. I worked I worked as an au pair for a year in Switzerland and then I ended up in London. And uh, like everyone did probably uh, in the early 90s. And uh, I got a job, uh, a summer job in an estate agent's office and I kind of liked it. So I, I stayed there. And from there, then I studied through um, the College of Estate Management and Reading University and went on to become a chartered surveyor. So I worked for a number of property companies in in London um and then came back to dublin um just at the kind of the when things were during the boom years around 2000 and um yeah so that was kind of uh that sort of career side but always in the back of my mind i followed people who are starting food businesses i followed anything to do with food and always had this dream and i thought this is never going to happen to me it's too late never going to happen to me it's too, i'm too old now it's it's you know it's too late to start something like that 
And then um, I just got this idea um, for a pastry. It was kind of going around for a couple of years, probably before I did anything about it, that we didn't really have nice butter pastry in Ireland. Now, in, in, when I lived in the UK, there was more available, but here there really wasn't. Um, so that's kind of where the, the idea started toying around with it. And because I love cooking, I have a massive collection of cookery books. And uh, the one thing I always noticed and from all the cookery programs I ever watched, they always said, you know, the top chefs, no matter what they were making from scratch, they always say, you know, don't bother making your own puff pastry buy it but just make sure it's all butter puff pastry and that was kind of the where I saw, saw the saw the market because there really wasn't any um certainly not in Ireland very little and uh so out of that I was thinking you know Ireland who produced the finest dairy products in the world and um butter is you know dairy gold or not dairy gold um Kerry gold is um you know, revered and uh, we should be, you know, we should be really tapping into that. So that's kind of where the idea came about. I suppose I was lucky in that it was, well, not lucky, but I suppose it was hard to step away from the job I was doing because, you know, it was secure and it was well paid and, you know, it was, you know, there was no reason to. And then so when the recession, the first recession kind of came around, so it was around Shortly after my daughter was born, she was born in 2006, and that's when st things started to really turn and get quite bad. And I always seemed to miss out on any sort of, um, I moved jobs before I ended up, before I got any kind of redundancy opportunity. So I never had that. I know a lot of people who took took the redundancy and, and started their food business. I never, unfortunately, I never, I missed out on that one. But um, I ended up moving jobs to be closer to Kells when Olivia was born. And then I wasn't there. I was only there a very short space of time when that that job went. And uh, then I went back to Dublin. I was working mainly contract work and the money was getting less and less and the stress was more and more. And it kind of made it easier to make that decision to kind of maybe I should maybe I should go for this food business. So I started um, doing it while I was still working in Dublin. And I started doing a few kind of um, sort of local food fairs and farmers markets. And then I approached my local super value and they said they'd take it and kind of grew from there. And then in 2000, it was December 2012, 2013, I gave up work altogether to kind of just take a bit of a break and maybe work more on the, the pastry business. And that's really where it started. I started off with um, two short crust pastry products just to kind of test the market. A new puff was the one. A new puff was always going to be the one that people really wanted um so but it just took me a while to get there because as I say I worked as a surveyor um worked in property management I really had no idea how to operate any of this equipment uh or machinery I'd never worked in a bakery or any kitchen or anything like that so um it just took me a while to do the research and find out what the equipment was and even when the machine arrived I really didn't know how to work it so I had to go up to uh Ported down actually it was a very nice um, man that I bought the machine from, but he kind of introduced me to other um, bakeries and that, mo mostly in the north, strangely, who were able to kind of show me how these things worked. So it started from there. So it was around 2015, 2016 that I started the puff pastry. And that really was the kind of that changed everything. That is the one people wanted to buy. Was it frozen from the start or did you do it fresh initially? The original idea was fresh. And then I just thought this isn't going to work. The shelf life, just even just testing it, this isn't going to work because um, 
I'm not adding anything that's going to extend the shelf life that's going to be worth my while having it in the fridge because you probably know this yourself. Um, if you make pastry tends to discolor, I mean, it, unless you add something to it, um, there are various additives that some of the other, you know, com- competitors would use. But I decided I didn't want to use anything. I wanted to make a product that was just the same as you'd make in your kitchen at home. So that it was your basic, your flour, your butter, your eggs, water, really nothing added. Um, so frozen just seemed the way to go because, uh, you know, it's um, it just gives it a longer shelf life. Um, and I, pastry is one of those things that, you, you know, it, it's not that hard to convince people that why some people can be a bit sniffy about frozen um, with pastry. It's one of those things that you always put in the freezer. Like my mother used to make a lot of pastry when we were growing up and she'd make enough. She'd put she'd make enough to do her baking on the Saturday and then she'd fire a load of it into the freezer to have it there and really doesn't do it any harm. And in a lot of ways, I sometimes think it does it it's quite good for it. I think, you know, it needs to be go to a very, very cold temperature before you use it, even defrost it, you know, and, and you still have it chilled. So it didn't, doesn't, while it might be difficult to, you know, the frozen, the freezing, freezer section of any supermarket is not the best place to be with a new product um, because it's not summer people browse. You need to go there to buy their pizzas and their ice cream and their frozen chips. They're not really looking around to see what's new in the freezer. But um, so that's kind of one of the bigger challenges. But at the same time, I do have the advantages are you do have a longer shelf life. um, And uh, if you're just new in business, you're not sort of going straight into returns and waste and, uh, you know, no profit, really. So, yeah. So Frozen kind of came about uh, along a bit later because because, like I say, I really didn't have a clue what I was doing. I just had the idea and there was a lot of experiments done before I got even the product right um, because you get it on a bigger scale than just making a batch of pastry for two of the parts at home the way you would. Tell me then about the marketing and the branding side of it. Were you able to draw in any of your your experience from that time you'd spent in college in Dublin? Was that of any use to you or did you feel that you were all at sea whenever it came to that? Um, I think it helped a bit. I suppose I was fortunate in that um, I made some good friends, even though I was there for such a short time. Some of the people I met there are still some of my closest friends. So who did go on to work in the marketing industry. And so I had them as well as and I think at, at that particular time, there were a lot of people. Another friend worked in um, marketing and branding. She was like that. She had been made redundant. So she was kind of tinkering around starting her own business. Um, and she helped me a lot with the the branding and the packaging at the start. Um, so she was there was a few people like that, a few people floating around who who were kind of a great help to me because they had um it was another girl who was on who had taken leave and again she was she was an accountant and she was able to help me with some of the figures so it's just I suppose the timing for me was good because there were so many people um in that situation where suddenly they were out of work and maybe you know either at home or just you know tinkering with the idea of you know maybe setting up their own business and just had the time to give to me to to help me with that so that yeah the branding was very much down to um a friend of mine Geraldine um, she uh, just meeting with her and saying what I wanted to do and what kind of what the image would be, what the image would be. So yeah, so 
um, with her, we came up with the name and the the packaging design and that. So yeah, that was all done um, that way. So I've never really had to employ any sort of marketing professionals, not so far anyway. So might need to look at that. But anyway, um, yeah. So that was that was a great help. Yeah. And in terms then of your target market, you know, it's obviously a time saving product. It is, and I suppose it's just for the home, the home baker, the home cook. I think we've seen even since then when I started the business, you know, we were in a kind of a, it was a recession. I know we're kind of, in, yeah, we're in a cost of living crisis at the moment. It seems to have gone from one thing to the other. But I think at the time that I brought it out, people were probably, you know, starting to cook a lot more at home. I think when I started as well, there was the, it was kind of the boom era for the Great British Bake Off and a lot of the cookery programs on TV. So, um, I think that helped. I think people were cooking more at home. It was the kind of the come dine with me experience. Um, so that was kind of the market was people who were choosing to bake at home. The 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 era of the, I'm kind of too busy to cook because I'm working all the time and every everything's convenience. Um, was kind of beginning to things were coming a bit more homely, which 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 happened again during COVID. So it was um yeah, I suppose it's just the the um the home the home people who like to cook at home and the convenience because I think this I mean even just doing talking to people sort of minor research you realize that people who are really good cooks and can cook anything and they just and they they can't they really struggle with pastry um so uh so yeah so it was it was the people that are buying all the cookbooks because cookbooks I mean I know that um you know say the likes of Jamie Oliver's cookbooks they are all kind of the, the top sellers you know every year people are buying them men women and they're all people are cooking at, mo- at home and it becomes more of a, a big thing. I think it's become a huge thing in, in the last 10 or 15 years. So, yeah, it was really marketed at them. Um, but surprisingly, you know, you get, I get it's a real mixed, mixed, mixed kind of I've never really sat down any done any formal research into who's buying the product. But I do get a lot of calls and a lot of emails from older people um, who will say to me, oh, I used to do all my own baking. I used to do all my own cooking and I made my own pastry. But, you know, it's just nice. You know, I just I just don't do it anymore because my family are all growing up. But I do like to make an apple tart and your pastry is very nice. I just love getting and I get I really actually get an awful lot of them. A lot of older people, I suppose they're the people that maybe pick up the phone rather than send the email, um, which is lovely, which is lovely to hear because I suppose that's where it began with just, you know, we, my mother always made pastry at home and um, it wasn't something that she would have ever dreamt of buying. You know, it just wasn't something she would have done. So, uh, and we didn't really have puff pastry in the house. It was always just short crust, you know, for apple tarts or quiches and that kind of thing. So you've mentioned apple tarts and you mentioned quiches as well. What sorts of other dishes are people using the pastry for? Because I presume it's a really flexible handy ingredient to have in the, in the freezer it is yeah and it's it's very easy for um what i like particularly the puff pastry and i think it's something it's something i do and a lot of people seem to do and it, it, what i like about it is it's almost using it as a kind of a i wouldn't say a pizza base but like an open tart where you can almost use a we just roll it out into a square and then you can add something like um like a like a like a pizza sauce or a tomato sauce and then you put in lots of cheeses mozzarellas um and then even if you just bake that off and then i usually just top it up with maybe some charcuterie you know some um 
chorizo slices or parma ham or something like that and lots of rocket and you can create a, it's almost like a you know cu- cut and share and I like that because I suppose it's like a pizza but maybe better than a pizza because it's you know what's in it and I think that's it's it's the puff pastry is literally flour butter and water you know there's nothing there's nothing else in there so that kind of thing it's very popular it tends very very popular Christmas you get people making beef wellingtons sausage rolls um any kind of roulade you might have seen there was a bit of a trend at Christmas where people were making a, a puff pastry wreath like a so you would um maybe with sausage rolls or someone were doing it with like a cranberry and brie where you do like a it looked like a, a very long sausage roll and then you twist it in so it was like a circle like a wreath and then slice it when you put it in the oven it kind of opened out a bit so that was everyone was, or the Christmas tree you might have seen that one where puff pastry Christmas tree and then they were cutting it and rolling the edges maybe with Nutella or mincemeat uh, there was a lot of that going around at Christmas but say coming up to Easter what I usually do I've, do, I've done it every year really for the last few years is um, uh, a salmon on croute, which is which is a, it's a kind of a nice alternative. You can do it for Good Friday, the fish. I think fish is always around at Easter or you could do it for Easter Sunday as an alternative to lamb. But a salmon on croute, it's a Mary Berry recipe I use, but it's um, it's a lovely recipe for for um, for Easter. And I suppose all through the summer, I mean, there's nothing handier than having, you know, a tart in the it just a hand that you're not having to cook, especially during the warmer weather. The sweet short crust then is brilliant for mince pies. It's brilliant for any kind of bakewell tart, anything that has a really nice sweet short crust pastry base. Um, um, anything like that, bakewells, um, like a pear and almond tart, that kind of thing, or something you can just use for biscuits. It's a very sweet short pastry. There's no water in it, so it's a lot of egg. And a lot of um, uh, this egg sugar, and a little bit of vanilla, and um, it's a very rich, um, buttery sweet pastry. So it's um, I think the French call it a pat pate sucre. But might be pronouncing that right, but that's kind of the traditional recipe I followed. Um, so yeah, they're the main ones, and then there's a gluten free option, which is unsweetened. So it's a plain short crust, so that can be used for anything, really. Any of the any you know people use it mince for mince pies at, at Christmas, or again quiches, um, pie toppers. We tend here in in the UK they usually they often use a a pastry base and a pastry top, but I think in Ireland we're more for the pastry for the pastry top. Um, fish pie again, another nice one for for Easter. I did a did a recipe there recently I think I put it up on Instagram for a fish pie with pastry top which is really nice as well so yes yeah, so there's so many so many different things people use use it for I know there's a lady in who uh, over in Ashburn who contacts me she makes the um the um Chester cake she loves that so she thinks the, the sweet pastry is great for that kind of thing so yeah so everyone has their thing I suppose everyone has their different thing but as I say it's all the all the cookbooks and they all say the same thing. Don't make your own pastry, you know, make um just buy, but make sure it's good quality, all butter pastry. And it does make a massive difference. Yeah. And you mentioned there about how popular it is at certain times of the year. When COVID came, did you notice mm-hmm. any increase in sales then? It was busier. Yeah, it was busy Um, for a couple of months. I, what happened during COVID then was there was short, there was kind of shortages of things because everyone was buying flour. So I had a few problems getting some of my ingredients, but yeah, no, it was it was busy during COVID. Definitely busier during COVID. Um, busy for that summer period because the summer t- tends to be my you know the very busy period would be September, 
through definitely Christmas right through to probably around this time of the year and then you know certainly the summer months like July and August would be very quiet but it's it's kind of maintained um that level of sales because people were at home um they weren't on holiday which is really I think why a lot of you know you don't people are not baking or cooking as much because they're more making holidays and that more of a priority um they're not in their routine because kids and that are off school or whatever so um so yeah, no, it was it was definitely busier, but getting ingredients was a bit of a problem. Everyone was looking for eggs, and everyone was looking for flour, and it was just you know it was it was it was a bit tricky, you know. So there was a times that I didn't, couldn't get it, particularly the strong flour which we used for the puff pastry, and it disappeared. But um, I think we all experienced that because everyone was sort of baking at home, you know, making sourdough and everything else. So for anybody listening, it sounds like it's a great staple to have in the freezer if people want to get their hands on the the various different products in the range where should they go where can they find it super value in leinster and then super value and certainly around dublin it will be going back into the super values in court over the next couple of months we'd produce for the stone store simply better range so that's nationwide but that's just the the all butter puff pastry and now it comes under the um simply better brand in the freezer but it is our pastry is exactly the same all my details and everything are on the back there so you'll know it's it's made by me which has been great because that has given us kind of nationwide distribution um north and south of the border so which has been brilliant yeah so that's the, for the puff that probably be the best option at the moment we are going into more super values just working on that at the moment and then some of the independent stores as well like our keen stores in waterford lots and go in dublin and um some of the smaller independents as well around the country some of the evokas have it they're the main ones yeah well look fantastic to talk to you about it today maria and continued success with it all Thank you. Thank you, Sharon. I do have the website. It's not completely up to date, but if you want to follow Roll of Pastry on Instagram or Facebook, I kind of update regularly there with, with stockists and that on there and recipes and bits and pieces. You're listening to The Best Possible Taste on West Limerick 102 FM.